Part of what I do in the parish is help couples prepare for marriage. And so when anyone begins the marriage process, they arrange an appointment with me, and we start all of the paperwork and project what a marriage ceremony might mean for them. Sometimes I work with a couple where one is Catholic and one is not, often a Protestant, often an evangelical Protestant, which is my background. And as we begin to look at the Catholic marriage ceremony, sometimes the Protestant is surprised. They see all of the scripture that is read in one of our liturgies, and depending on the amount of erroneous information that they've been fed, they think, well, I thought Catholics didn't do anything with the Bible. Wrong. You well know that as we come to Mass, week by week, we hear the Scriptures. Hearing the Scriptures is the beginning. Understanding the Scriptures is the next step. And then embracing what the Scriptures say, once we understand, is where God wants us to be. And so when I work on my homilies, one of the things that I try to do is to explain what the Scriptures are saying so that we not only hear them, but we understand, and I pray that in understanding, our hearts will go, yes. The Scriptures today take us to the heart of Christian faith. How do we think of ourselves as Christians? What do we think about the church? Peter gives this challenge. Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. C.S. Lewis once took this thought and wrote these words. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. And you knew that those jobs needed doing and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of. Throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought that you were going to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building up a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. Now this is a wonderful personal application of what the Lord wants to be doing in our lives, but it does not stop just on the personal level. Now, of course, we filter our Christian faith through our personal experiences and perceptions But Christian faith is far bigger than just us individually. While our tendency can be to focus on ourselves as a house, Jesus gives a broader perspective in the gospel. 
He said, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. So maybe it's best to think of one house with many rooms. Or to use another image, there is one edifice built of many living stones. Now today's gospel is a favorite one for funerals, rightly so. It's a promise from Jesus that there is a place for us after this life. Jesus himself goes ahead of us through death and then resurrection so that we can know the way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Follow me and you will get to your designation. But to follow Jesus, we hit all kinds of obstacles. So it's not surprising that Thomas asked him, Lord, how can we know the way? It seems that many Christians assume that the early church was almost perfect. There are some Protestant sects that seek to be restorationist movements, trying to recover some ideal that actually never existed. The church has been in process since the beginning. Our Lord, the head of the church, has been leading his body to grow up into the fullness of what it means to be the house of God. And that's been going on ever since Jesus gave these words to his disciples that night before he went to the cross. In our first reading today, we're reminded that the church was not always perfect and things going great. There was tension between the early Jewish and non-Jewish Christians. The Hellenists complained against the Hebrews. Even then, there were feelings that some people received special attention. Other people were being left out. You know, many of the epistles, the letters, deal with problems that the early church was having. It's been noted that if the early churches did not have those problems, the written record which became our New Testament would be a much shorter document. Now, all of this is to say that we do live in a broken world. And every one of us needs the healing that comes from Jesus. And it's always been that way since the early church. Sometimes we can think that everything's fine unless something hard and painful comes too close to us personally. You know, every day... There is catastrophe and pain and despair going on all around us. Every day we deal with disappointments. Every day, probably every one of us wishes that others understood us just a little bit better. So from the little bitty hurts to the great big pains, we need the healing that Jesus gives And that's one reason that it's important for us to have this vision of our calling to grow up into a beautiful house that God is making. Because every one of us is meant to be a living stone. 
Every one of us is to make a contribution to that spiritual house whose cornerstone is Jesus Christ. Now, for that to happen, we need the church. It was out of the early tension about the Hellenist widows that the apostles initiated what we call today the permanent diaconate. Stephen and Philip and the others mentioned were the very first in a train of men that I follow in today, almost 2,000 years later. And so the church is here in all of its parts to help us heal and become the beautiful house that God wants us to be. Now that does involve us personally because each one of us needs to be responding every day to the grace of God that is at work for our healing and for our ultimate salvation. And when that happens, what Jesus promised to the the disciples will be fulfilled. Where I am, you also may be. So I'd like to give you a little assignment for this week. Each morning as you're getting ready for your day, I assume we all make it to the bathroom and look in the mirror and try not to be too shocked. This week, look in the mirror and look at yourself square in the eyes and then speaking to your own soul, affirm your faith in Jesus and tell yourself, the risen Son of God lives in me. I am a living stone in God's house. And if you do that, God will show something of himself through your life and someday you'll be with Jesus in the Father's house.